Hello, y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the 85th show of You Thought We Wouldn't Notice, y'all. <laughs> like, I just, we have a lot to talk about. First, it, this show's going to kind of be all over the place because, you know, I, I know I took a week off. Y'all, <laughs> I have school. Uh, I had to do a whole paper. Um, but I had things that got in the way, but also y'all, I'm writing, I'm really writing this album. Like I'm in album mode. I have things coming up and I'm, pre I'm not even like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like really getting prepared for next year, y'all. Like I'm really like, I'm in career mode. So excuse me, <laughs> excuse me. But like, I'm just, you know, I'm really down here right now. Like I'm just really like, you know, in fast mode. But um, I'm, I'm excited about this this podcast right now. Like, I, I'm, I really am because we have a lot to talk about. This whole Kanye mess. And it's just, it, it, it's a mess. It's a mess. And I'm just like, can we finally cancel him? Can we? I don't care if you believe in cancel culture or not, but can you finally cancel him? Like, please, please. So, yeah, let's just get into it. say I'm surprised. I would say I'm surprised, but it's Kanye. It's Kanye. Before we even get into that, so I want to start the show off with, like, just, like, a PSA. It's not going to be too long, but, like, if, if you don't know by now, my mom, she has breast cancer, and she, you know, she knows that I have this show, right? And, you know, we were talking the other day, and she was like, you know, it's, it's mighty funny how, you know, men get a little, um, not leeway. What is the word? Y'all, I am tired. I had a whole school. I had, I had, a, I had a whole class today. And I am tired, y'all. Like, winter is coming. Winter is here. <laughs> winter done sat down and had a moment. <laughs> like, winter is here. Um, but anyway, we were basically just talking about how the double standards of, you know, what it means to have a, an illness, cancer, or, what, or, or even a setback when it comes to women, when, when they have their setbacks. And then men... All of a sudden, it's like, oh, let's, you know, I don't know, like men, I, I just, I don't know how she said it, but basically, you know, my mom is dealing with all this stuff, and when she tries to explain herself, like, like she has cancer, she has breast cancer, and, and it's like, you know, everything that, you know, society says is supposed to make you be a woman, you know, a biological, um, you know, a, a presenting woman is being stripped away from her. And, you know, it, it, it's psychological, you know, it, 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 it's um, something that, you know, women go through. But then, you you know, you go to men and I had to think, you know, of all the men who have passed away in my life, you know, from cancer. I'm just like, uh, they didn't go through, I, at least they didn't voice it because now all of a sudden now we're talking about, about betterhealth.com. We're, we're talking about go to therapy. We're talking about this. We're talking about that. I didn't see a lot of men or I didn't hear a lot of men like I maybe I have to talk to a couple of people. But we all know by now that obviously women have it harder. But I just want to play this clip real quick 
um, from the CW World Series Breast Cancer Awareness Month, because it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Oddly, my mom, five years ago, was diagnosed in October in Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I'm just like, I, I'm so glad for this, you know, um, uh, this awareness uh, organ organization who is actually just sitting down having a conversation with black women. It's a black, I think it's a black owned organization. Um, who's having these conversations saying, hey, um, it's a little, it, it's giving double, it's giving double speak over here. And um, yeah, so let me just play this real quick. I was totally dead set on not telling anybody. There's this kind of stereotype that black women need to always be strong all the time. There was that kind of same feeling of like, I've got to keep this to myself. Maybe you could brush it under the carpet. And maybe when it's over, I can come back and act like normal. I felt ashamed. Can you imagine what it's like going through a cancer diagnosis with very little people knowing what you're going through and then being judged for it on top of it when it comes to terminal illness and diseases? Uh, all cultures have different ideologies about these things amongst also being told you shouldn't have it, it's because of things that you've done or the food you're not eating, you're too young, you're too stressed out. These communities and my communities having these sets of belief systems that are outdated and that are not true creates something that I feel is the most detrimental thing that, that can happen to a human being when you are diagnosed with cancer is blame. So there's all this stigma that we're living with the ability for me to be able to talk about my journey in a space where other people will relate to that. There's a freedom in that. There's a power in that. Me putting the group together, there's a power in that. There has to be a space where this can happen. I think that's what's given all the women that strength to tell their stories because ultimately they want no one else to go through what they went through. You know, we need to talk about this. We, we need to unite. We need to talk about good experiences and bad experiences that we're going through in treatment so that we can help each other. Period. And like, yeah, I was, you know, y'all, you know, I love a good paraphrase. I was trying to paraphrase, you know, basically what my mom was saying and what this lady was saying with Leanne Pero, I think that's her name. But she hit the nail on the head because trust me, <laughs> we about to get into some things right now because she, cause she, you know, she hit a wound. She, she, she hit a nerve. Um, because she hit everything on, on, the, on the head. Um, especially down to the point where, she, you know, the victim blaming. It's the victim blaming for me. My mom, she stayed silent, I think, for the past five years. Um, because in the black church, in church period, if, if they would have found out that, that my mom, you know, with, with her being a preacher, this, that, and the third, all of a sudden, they would have said, oh, you know, you shouldn't be eating this, or oh, oh, oh the, um, the, this is being put upon you, this, this that, and, and the third. And I'm just like, like, as black people, and as, as black people, but it's like, this is why I don't surround myself with those types of people. I don't, I don't surround myself with black Christians like that. I don't surround myself with, you know, people like that, period. Because when you decide to um, not read, aka Kanye, when you decide to not, you know, to be ignorant on purpose, and just victim blame, like, like you're gaslighting, you're gaslighting. And it's just, you know, that's what kept my mom and also other women silent for so long. It's, it's like, why are we supposed to come 
you know, how are we supposed to come forward about X, Y, and Z? How are we supposed to come forward about certain things? This is supposed to be a place of solace. This is supposed to be a place of asylum, comfort. And all of a sudden, you're barking at us, <laughs> like, as if we brought this upon ourselves. As if you don't know about food deserts. As if you don't know that the food was placed here, you know, um, uh, via slavery. As if we weren't supposed to be eat like, as if we weren't supposed to be eating certain things in the first place. But, hello, the Atlantic trade, uh, uh, slave trade. So I just, I don't understand, but it's like black people, like we, like some people like to be quiet capitalists in, in a sense. Is, and, and I just, I don't understand what is that going to even solve in the first place? Because, <laughs> I mean, if we all are free, nobody's free. No, 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 nobody's free. So I don't understand why in the world are, are we like keeping all the, like, like why are we gatekeeping? <laughs> like what, really, why are we gatekeeping? But um, yeah, I will probably link this on Twitter and things like that. Um, I really can't wait to start my Patreon on y'all so I can actually get into the nitty gritty of things. I'm probably going to do that early next year so that we can, you know, get into some things. But yeah, I'm really excited about that. But um, yeah, y'all, let's get into <laughs> the real topics of today's podcast, y'all. So we got Tia, <laughs> Tia Morning, Tia and Corey call it quits, y'all. It's rumored, y'all. It's rumored that he done cheated. Apparently, it was with the white woman child. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. It's rumor. It's rumor. But it's the memes for me. They, they had uh, um, Tamara over there talking about stuff. <laughs> uh, they had her dancing the cuffin or something. I don't know, child. It, it, was just, it was a mess. I'm just like, Tia. I'm not even, I, like, of course I'm not mad at no Tia. But I'm like, Corey, y'all been together since sister, since, like, y'all been together since, um, y'all been, y'all been together since, like, y'all were teens. I like, but this is why, this is why they say black men ain't shit. This is why they say black men ain't shit. Because y'all do stuff like this. Y'all do stuff like this. And I just, I don't understand. And then y'all be the main ones getting on MySpace.com. Because y'all, <laughs> y'all find the dumbest sites to get on. Talking about something. Oh, you know, it's the end of us. The, the end is near. Black women don't want us no more. N nigga, please. Please. Like, please. Um, Moving on to the baby, y'all. The baby... He is not going to shut up, y'all. Like, th this song came out a while ago, or, like, like I think last week or a, or a couple of weeks ago. He was out here trying to say, oh, you know, um, he screwed Megan uh, while, like, like the week before she got supposedly got shot, or the week that she got shot because she got shot. Hello? And I'm, like, looking at the baby and looking at my phone because everybody was like, oh, you, you got to go hear this because so-and-so is talking about Megan. And I'm like... First of all, what does this even, <laughs> what does this even prove? <laughs> okay, you slept with Megan and <laughs> you slept with Megan. Furthermore, what this does prove is that she thought that you were on her side. She thought that you were on your, you were on her side. But as soon as one of your niggas shot her, you started acting funny. Like, see, niggas, I'm telling you, niggas with no hair and height deficiency Get on my nerves. <laughs> like, like, they're the ones that you have to run from. They're the ones you got to run from. The ones with no hair and height deficiency. Like, please. Like, you just, you know, just run. Run. <laughs> when you gonna run? <laughs> that way. <laughs> please. Um, but, yeah, I just, I don't get the baby. I don't understand what he's, what is he, what is he doing. I think him and Kanye need to take a forever break. I need them to take a break outside. Just leave. Leave Megan alone, please. 
And yeah, um, Tiffany. Had, oh yeah. Oh, I forgot to talk about this. Do I even want to talk about Tiffany Haddish anymore? I not really. Yeah, Tiffany Haddish. She yeah. She, she gone. Child. She, she gone. She gone. Next. 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 Uh, this is the case I wanted to talk about. Let me wait. Let me yeah. Let me bring up the results. <laughs> Diary of a Wimpy Kid, y'all. This is why I wanted to do the show, y'all. Okay, so Diary of a Wimpy Kid, y'all. Uh, he was um, not not the current guy that we know, but Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Uh, let me just bring up the article. Okay. Canadian actor Ryan Grantham was sentenced to life in prison after he pleaded guilty to killing his mother in March of 2020. He was he will be eligible for parole after serving 14 years. A spokesperson for the British Columbia Supreme Vancouver, you know, blah blah blah. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> what? Are you huh? But y'all get this. This was happening when all that other stuff was happening. This was happening when the whole George Floyd stuff was happening. This was happening like 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 what was it about that year? <laughs> That like everybody was going crazy, like please. Um, but okay, let me see if they even say why he even did it in the first place. Uh, let me see. Okay, so Grantham. Okay, so prosecutors said Grantham, who starred in Riverdale and Diary of a Wimpy Kid, shot and killed his mother while she was playing piano at their home. What? The next day. He allegedly loaded his car with three firearms, Molotov cocktails, um, ammunition, camping supplies, and, and a map that had directions to the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's home. This is giving lifetime plot. Um, Grantham, then 21, planned to kill Trudeau, but drove to Hope, British Columbia, before turning the car around with a plan to commit mass violence at his school. What? Simon Fraser University at, or at a Vancouver Lionsgate Bridge, according to, uh, to CBC. Instead of committing these acts, Grantham drove to Vancouver police and admitted to killing his mother. The newspaper reported he was charged with a second-degree murder. Like, I mean, the only thing... <laughs> The only thing I can say is props to Canada for actually, you know, <laughs> being on top of things real quick. <laughs> being on like because over here, somebody would have been like it would have been a whole mass shooting, <laughs> like and then Canada wouldn't be able to have no facade. It, it would have been a straight up, you know, utopia over there. Um, it's just, but I don't understand. Like I really like <laughs> like I, like what. I, I, I'm in shock. I'm in shock. I'm just like, wh wh why did he do that? Like, like, like what? First of all, you want to kill your mother, and you did. And then you want to, like, how do you go from killing your mother, and then you want to, like, blow up the school, and then you want to uh, kill the prime minister? What, why, why do you got, the, like, what are the three motives? That, I think that's what I'm losing. You know, that, that's where I'm not, I'm not connecting at. And I just, I, I'm a little lost. I, I'm a little, I, I'm really lost. So I really hope there's a trial that's going to happen at some point. I mean, I, I think it already did happen. But I need to see, I don't think we need to glamorize anymore, like ID channels, things like that. But I'm just like, what the kids have to do anything? Like, like what? Like, like, my thing is, how are you on set? 
And I know that this does happen because apparently this happened with the Stranger Things kids as well. They were saying that they were, when they would go back to school, and I think with some of the Disney kids too, they would say that they would be, they would be bullied while they're in school too, which I don't, I, me personally, <laughs> I, if I was getting bullied while I'm on That's So Raven, you mean to tell me that I would shed a tear? <laughs> you think I would shed a tear? I'd be like, um, hoes, I got money. <laughs> I have every latest, I got all the shoes for back to school. I got... You know, I, I have money. <laughs> I have money. I have coin. I have the crayons. I have the crayon the crayon box with the sharpener in the back. Like, like what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you even talking about? But I, I get it. I don't, but I get it. <laughs> like, some people, like, I mean, listen, some people got things going on at home. Obviously. Obviously. But this, this it, it's not added up to me. Like, I'm, I'm still in shock about him murdering his mother what did the school have to do anything with it and then you want to kill the prime minister it's like huh i'm just I, i'm 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 lost I, i'm i'm really I'm, I'm really lost but rest in peace to the mother and i really hope they do a real investigation because i feel like all they did was just go to the bedroom and then look look at a a, a blueprint and that was it. I'm like, I know, I I need because most in most cases, I've seen some movies, I've seen documentaries. That don't mean I know anything, but I'm just saying I know pieces. Meaning they have talked to somebody about this. Like, like they didn't just you know wake up one day and was like, yeah, I'm gonna go to BJ's real quick. No, they planned this out, and so I hope they get to the bottom of this, and there needs to be a trial. So yeah, um, moving on, Rihanna, y'all, Rihanna, <laughs> Rihanna's doing things, y'all. She's coming back. But I actually know why she's not really coming back like we think she is. Because leave it to my mother, y'all. I love my mother. I love <laughs> she don't be listening to my podcast like that because she, she know I be cussing. She know I be cussing. But we were watching Beyonce's experience um, last night. And we were like breaking down. like We were like, okay, so how much does she really make on tours? And I was like, well, Ma, you know people make the most money on their tours, right? And so I was thinking, I was like, okay, so the most I spent on a tour ticket it's like $300, right? And so we started doing broke people math. And we was like, wait, so if we do $300 times how much the Verizon Center seats, that's like at least $6 million in that one night. Plus, you got to do the other tickets for the VIPs. You got to do the, uh, the other tickets. It's so much stuff involved. And that's just one night. And when I went to... Uh, when uh, the the thing that clicked for me, I was like, wait, Beyonce one time, and this was this was in two thousand nine to to twenty ten, she did hundred and eighty six shows in a year, and that's why she took twenty ten off and gave us uh four a year later, because <laughs> she was like, yeah, y'all gonna listen to this old stuff <laughs> and keep it pushing, um, but like that's why in the pandemic everybody was like, uh, what how are we gonna make our money? Because the artists that don't sell like that. <laughs> Your faves that don't sell like that, <laughs> they, they need them tours. <laughs> they need them tours. But be, they, God, Beyonce can do both. <laughs> she can give us, you know, a $17.99 album and we will buy and stream, but we will also see her on tour. But a Lady Gaga, <laughs> poor thing, but a Lady Gaga and a Katy Perry, we have to go, they have, the fans have to go see her on tour because no one's buying her albums. It, it's like, it, it's either one or the other. We do both. Over here in the Beehive House, we do both. <laughs> so, but anyway, back to Rihanna. I'm thinking 
I don't think she's going to come back with an album. I think she's going to do like either a visual project like she did with, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Childish Gambino. I think she's either going to do something like that or she's either going to do like a visual tour or something because she, she doesn't, like, you got to realize, I think that's why she was so angry with Anti because, hello, the Navy were not, they're not smart. <laughs> Neither are the Barbs. They're not smart. They do not buy music. But the Beehive, we know legendary when we, when we, when we see it. So people like uh, the Tony, Bra the, uh, the, the, the Tay Martians, uh, the, the Tony Braxton fans, the Brandy fans, um, the, the Beehives. We buy um, merch, we buy music, we buy stuff that is tangible because hello, we know what's going to, well, we don't resell anything that Beyonce has. Like, like we keep it because it's ours, but we know that we're feeding, you know, of course it's capitalism and all that, but, but we know that we're feeding <laughs> Beyonce's children. We know that we're keeping them afloat because we don't want an unsung um, uh, documentary in like 2050 talking about some yeah I was making I was selling all these albums but I'm broke <laughs> meanwhile people were actually going to the tours meanwhile some of your faves weren't actually selling tours they they were selling out parking lots so it's just you know Rihanna and not to say that Rihanna wasn't selling out tours but I don't think she was doing anywhere near enough as like a Beyonce or anything like that like she just really wasn't and it's just you know, I think that's why she left. She was like, no, I need to, I need to do something else. So I feel like she's probably going to do a retirement tour, even though she already retired. I feel like she's going to do something like that and be like, hey, I'm going to do, do this retirement tour and then get my money real quick and bounce and just but do something for the fan. You know what I'm saying? She's she, she probably going to do that, which is going to be fun. But um, the reason why I'm talking about Rihanna in the first place is because she's doing the halftime show, y'all. She's doing the halftime show. And everybody's like, okay, we remember 2016, y'all. We remember, of course, we remember it because Beyonce's Lemonade. But we, we remember it because of Anti. We remember it because of uh, uh, that MTV performance, the Vanguard performance. And it's like, girl, <laughs> like, she, she can't really perform like that. Like, yes, yeah, she has all these hits, but I had to realize... I'd never seen like like the whole unapolog uh, the unapologetic album. I never saw Rihanna perform that album like live in 2012. 2012 was such a fast year. Everything was happening. Whitney didn't die. Everything. So it was just like like Rihanna never performed like that. She she wasn't really a performer. So when we saw her perform all her hits back to back to back to back <laughs> in 2016, I said, "Oh my gosh." This girl is not really that performer like that. I mean, because I'm so used to, you know, performers like Beyonce, Sierra, um, who else? Of course, you know, Britney, maybe. Britney is robotic. But we got we got other people. And, and Rihanna is just not, like, like she, she's a hit maker. But people always like to say, oh, she's a hit maker. But can she bust a move on stage? <laughs> can she do that on stage? Like, like Missy Elliott, like, 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 please. Can we, can we do that? And she can't. So I'm just hoping that for the Super Bowl halftime show, can she really do this? Because I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. Um, but also her history with Pepsi. I thought this was really late. I thought this was really terrible, and I thought this was really sad. Apparently, the the Navy came out and they were like, "Look, let me give y'all the tea." Apparently, 
back in 2008 or 2009 when the whole Chris Brown situation happened, she lost her deal with Pepsi. But now that she is the billionaire that, that she is, um, she can do whatever she wants. And I'm just like, first of all, why did she even lose that deal? But all because of Chris Brown. But see, that, I'm going to circle that back around. Because women are always falling. <laughs> They're always falling for the plight of, of, of these, of these light-skinned men. <laughs> they always falling for the plight of these light-skinned men. It's like, it be, it, it be these light brights. <laughs> it be these light brights. Like, please. Like, y'all literally let Chris... My, my thing is, y'all let Chris Brown run rampant for no reason. Y'all, he was busting out windows. No Jasmine Sullivan. Like, please. Like, he was busting out windows at GMA. And y'all, like, took away Brianna's chance to even do something with Pepsi. It's the same thing y'all did with, um, with, with, with Janet. And that's why I'm like, okay, Pepsi is just disgusting. That's why I was kind of confused in 2020, or was it 2020, or I think it was 2017, when they were trying to act all, you know, woke, talking about some, oh, um, here, Kendall, here's a Pepsi. Pepsi changes lives. No, Pepsi takes away contracts. Get it right. Get it right, please. Um, and it's just, it's really sad. So I did not know that, actually, because I'm like, that, that makes me even more disgusted with Pepsi, but also Chris Brown, because... Is doing absolutely nothing as he shouldn't, as he shouldn't. But my thing is, so you're gonna ruin both careers for why? Like, please, Pepsi. But, but this is why we're saying we need to actually make our own stuff, and we're also being critical of people like Jay Z because it's like, why are you gonna own a company who has had nothing to do? Like, <laughs> they tried to blackball your own fave, like, like, please, like, your own prodigy. But, like, I just, I don't know. People like Jay-Z, it's just like, okay, he thinks he can just be in a room and change something. Nigga, you are the nigger in the room. Like, like please. Like, I just, I don't. I, and, like, I don't understand. I just, oh, I don't understand. I'll never understand it. But, um, also, is she a hypocrite for what she said about Jay-Z? Uh, because, apparently, like, there was these tweets that were being brought up um, saying that she would never, um... Uh, performance Super Bowl because of she was standing with uh, Colin Kaepernick and she was like you know after what Jay did to her apparently with anti and all this other nonsense now all of a sudden she wants to perform it's like okay what happened <laughs> what happened so I'm gonna be tuned in obviously for the show and for this show <laughs> period um okay I forgot this was even on the list. Because, yeah, I saved the bad stuff for last. I saved the good slash bad stuff for the last. Okay. Let's get into it, y'all. We're going to start with Nikki, and then we're going to end with Kanye. So, Nikki. Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. <laughs> if y'all don't know what happened, basically, Nicki Minaj, um, or, or basically, the Grammys nominations, they barely came out, y'all. They barely came out. Like, like, they were out, like, for, like, two seconds. And all of a sudden, Lada was online, and she was saying, yes, or, or her fans were online saying, yes, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I was nominated, blah, 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 blah. And then Nikki is like, because Nikki was nominated, too. <laughs> Nikki was nominated, too. So, and all of a sudden, Nikki was like, ooh, Super Freaky Girl is, is, has been taken out of the, um... Super Freaky Girl has been taken out of the rap category and been put in the pop category. So, I don't, you know, I see this as shade. I see this as them putting the new girls above, you know, greatness, blase, blase, blah. And then that's when Lotto goes, she's like, dang, I can't even, you know, enjoy my nomination without some mess. 
And I'm like, I'm looking at, I'm looking straight up at Nikki. I'm like, Nikki, girl, here is where you have been entirely, <laughs> entirely wrong. Because, girl, need I remind you, you are not nominated. You, you've never been nominated. And now they decide to, to give you an, an olive, not even olive branch, a, a, a raisin branch. They give you a raisin branch. And all of a sudden, you, you don't even want to take that. Girl, you don't even know if Super Freaky Girl... So first of all, Super Freaky Girl is, a, is one of the most terrible songs. And, and if it even wins, if, even if it loses, you are nominated. Girl, like, <laughs> you're nominated. You're nominated. <laughs> like, when's the last time you've been nominated? Chun Lee wasn't even nominated for nothing. So please. Like, <laughs> and I just, I don't understand her beef with all these, you know, these new girls coming out. Um, also, people were, were dragging her for the whole uh, Roman Polanski thing. I'm like, girl, let me, uh, hold on, let, let me play y'all this uh, impressive clip. Twitter, and it all started over the Grammys. Now, if you know the history between Nikki and the Grammys, you know that Nikki has had an issue with the Grammys for years because they have consistently snubbed her. And a lot of us believe that she was probably blackballed. A few years ago, Nikki called out the Grammys on her Queen Radio show, and she insinuated that the Grammys producer, Ken Ehrlich, had her blackballed because of her Roman Holiday performance. Nikki was initially given the green light by the Grammys to perform. However, the day of her performance, right before she was about to step on stage, they told her to back out. And Nikki was confused by this because she did a bunch of campaigns for the Grammys, she shot commercials, and she was given the okay to perform. But at the very last minute, they asked her to pull out and they didn't give her a clear reason why. At first, they said it was because of Whitney Houston. Around that time, Whitney did recently pass and I guess they wanted more time to give her a tribute, so they wanted to cut Nikki's performance. I'm assuming, I don't know. But Nikki decided to perform anyway, and when she did that, she explained that Ken Ehrlich, the Grammy producer, had her blackball. Y'all, that is exactly, that is the reason why um, she was blackballed. It's like, my thing is Nikki, Nikki, for, for whatever reason, and, and it's beyond me, because she's been in this game, like she always likes to tout, like she always likes to stay. She's been in this game for 15 plus years. And... But just like Kanye, she doesn't know how to read between the lines. She doesn't know how to uh, she doesn't know how to read the script. She doesn't know how to read her own contract. But you definitely don't know how to read the room. You know, Whitney passed on February yeah February eleventh, two thousand twelve. That night, um, everybody the world was shocked. You know, Alicia Keys was up there crying. Um, you had Jennifer Hudson. Up there crying. Every, the whole world was shocked because the queen of music done passed already. But you up there trying to be the queen of opportunity, the the, the queen of of, of of field trips, the queen the, the queen of, of uh, party city wigs, and nobody's think. No, quite as kept. Nobody was really thinking about you at that point. No, nobody was thinking about you. But you wanted to be the center of attention. Basically, you wanted your Kanye moment. And guess what? You got it. <laughs> but you found out. You found out that you was a whole black woman. You found out that you were a black woman. And now you're blackballed. But you're not blackballed like how Monique was. And how she low-key kind of still is. But you're not blackballed like that. You're blackballed for what you literally did. Like, you literally got up there and 
made this night about you, which is beyond me. Like every, like I wish somebody, like that's why I can't wait for um, next year to, for me to actually like actually do this show, um, so I can show y'all my antics and show y'all clips and receipts. Because my thing is, if we could go back to 2012 or 20, I think it was a 2013 Grammys. No, it was it wasn't 2012 Grammys. Yeah, because this my thing is this is the start of the year, y'all. This is the start of the year, and it's already it's already a mess. It's already a mess, <laughs> and everybody's doing tributes and like everybody's original performances is has been scripted. Mind you, Alicia Keys has already had an album that has been scheduled to come out, and she, like she can't even perform "Girl on Fire." She has to perform a, a Whitney. Um, I have nothing, uh, nothing. Brandy has to perform something. She can't even perform 211 with, um, with Chris Brown. She has to perform something with, uh, dedicated to Whitney. People who have who don't even know who Whitney Houston is has to perform something dedicated towards Whitney. But Nicki Minaj, <laughs> Nicki Garage has to, has to sit there and make it about her. And that's and that's the point. That's what pisses me off because I'm just like, you mean to tell me you can't read the room? You think you think at that moment in time, you think especially at that moment in time, you think at that moment in time, Miss Pink Slip, <laughs> like you think at that moment in time that you were bigger and better than everybody. Be first of all, Beyonce was on uh, like always, but she was on tour. <laughs> she was on tour, but she did. Do a tribute. She even did a tribute. She stopped crazy in love and was like, I will always love you. Like, please, please. If she's able to mess up, not even mess up, if she's able to fit in a certain set list for the queen, <laughs> for, for the queen, like, like something's wrong with you. But I just, I was, hold on, let me go back to my notes. Um... Where are my notes? Okay. Here we go. But yeah, the, <laughs> I like that. To be honest, I will just, I'll never, to be honest, I will never understand why you, of all people, <laughs> like, <laughs> think that you, like, I think she knows, but I think she's trying to, like, I, again, I will read you a post about what she said on uh, on Twitter because bringing it back up to, to today, she's up here saying, you know, calling a lotto, um, a whole Karen, talking about some, oh, she's black when it's beneficial. And then I like it. I love how when she says, um, you know, with all her songs in the past, you know, uh, in 2014 when she did the pink print and she was talking about, oh, they'll love you and support you when it's beneficial. And I'm like, well, who could she have been talking about then? Now, I, just, now, I don't have those receipts. But I'm like, okay, it, it must seem that Nikki's been like this her entire life. If you do not kiss her feet, if you do not kiss the toe jam, then you are not about Nikki. You do not care about her, even though you probably have paid her rent once and twice, three times a, a, a children, three times a lady. Like, you have done things for, for this woman. But in, in her eyes, you have not done enough, which is stupid. Um, I just, I, I don't understand her. I, I really don't. Because it's like, you mean to tell me, Nikki, you're going to sit up here and act like you have been, like you literally would sit up here and act like you have been black your entire career. Even like, let's talk about like before even Pink Print, but before even Pink Friday, 
in your uh, uh, the the plastic doll days, whatever it's called, uh, the the re-up, wh- whatever it's called, the um the, the brick home days, <laughs> whatever it's the, the brick apartment days, the, the brownstone days, whatever it's called. Girl, you weren't even you were calling yourself a China doll back then. You were you were like you, you weren't even like you weren't even black. Like you were just trying to get off of like Chinese and and um uh, Japanese aesthetics. Like you were trying to like you were calling yourself a China doll. Like even before Black China was even really a thing, you were out here trying to be, you know, or very much, you know, just what is it called? Manga? You, you you were trying to be, you know, anime. Like like you were out here trying to do those things. But now that you see, there's other girls who were doing it, and it, it's mighty funny. It's mighty funny because to be honest, I've never seen Black China uh, speak your name at all. Like like you just rushed her on the track all of a sudden. But now, <laughs> like she she hasn't said anything towards you at all. But the minute you got people like Meg who are like flying above you, you got people like uh, Lotto flying above you, other people who are flying above you, now you got competition. And, and that's, that's the part that gets me. I'm like, girl, so what if you have competition? I, like, I love how we're now in these Twitter spaces and we're saying, okay, so Beyonce, she's had, quote unquote, competition. She's never had competition, but she's had competition for years. But what does the Beehive do? We call them fish plates, a.k.a. Keisha Cole. She's had, <laughs> she's had other people in the game for years. I'm talking about people like Monica, Brandy, um, even Keisha Cole. She had, um, like, she still has peers like Mariah. She still has peers like Jennifer. She still has, uh, there's, uh, you don't see Beyonce beefing for, with other R&B artists. Even Alicia Keys. You don't see her, uh, Tony Braxton. You don't see her. Every day on her website, every day she gets up, she always posts a gra- a, um, a congratulatory or graduatory um, message. So I don't understand why all of a sudden, like, but I think it's because it's the nature of rap. It's the misogyny of rap. And it's ridiculous because, need I remind y'all, rap is supposed to be poetry. It's supposed to be poetic. It's supposed to be very much spiritual. It's supposed to be, you know, love and light, very much Erica Badu, Jill Scott, you know, MC Light, you know, type thing. But all of a sudden, now it's it, it, it's been shifted. But now that we see what it is with Nicki Minaj, like she's not a rapper. She she's very much a hip hop artist. She's a bully. And and Keys said it years ago. <laughs> Keys said it years ago. And it's just like <laughs> I, I don't like how, how do we take her so serious for so long with all these allegations, with all these things stacked up against her. Um, I just I don't get it. And girl, this is why you've been blackballed. I mean, if you want to call yourself clean blackballed, like you did. You you said all this stuff about Whitney. You even said this stuff about um er, um and not Erica Badu. Um Aretha Franklin talking about something. You you have more hits than Aretha. Like like more stack more stacks, more stacks than Aretha. Do you know that her grandchildren her grandchildren's children are rich right now? <laughs> like like <laughs> you just got Papa Bear, ma'am. I'm so sorry. You just had a child, and you out here in somebody's basement, <laughs> somebody's rented basement. Talking about you got more stacks than you do, you do, <laughs> okay? Because I, Nikki, like it just it doesn't make any sense. If you got more stacks than Aretha, then show us a full house tour. If, like like let's like let's see it, let's see it because I, it's not it's not giving. You know it, it's it's really not. Um, these rented employees, like I just I don't. <laughs> let me please, let me please. Anyway, finally, let's talk about Kanye. Kanye, 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 
Cunada. <laughs> Cunada. Um, it's a mess. It's a mess. And I feel like, you know, what Trevor Noah said is what we've been saying for years. I feel like what everybody's been saying is what is what we've been saying for years. This is not a thing of mental illness. This is not a thing of, oh, let's just stand beside him. This is not none of that. This is somebody who just strictly wants attention. This is somebody who is lit- who has been losing their relevancy. But I'm just trying to pinpoint, like, when was the need of, like, of Kanye thinking that he lost his relevancy? Because my thing is, and because tw- in 2009 he pulled that stunt, but he was still putting out music. And so, so if he thought that he lost his rele- relevancy back then, um. <laughs> okay, but he still put out Watch the Throne with Jay-Z, so people still loved him then. You know, people was talking about Negroes in Paris, so I don't understand. How, you know, he didn't do it then, so that 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 cancels out the whole mental illness thing. But then in 2016, that that's, that's my whole thing. <laughs> that's my whole thing with him getting married to uh, the Kardashians, because you got to marry all of them. You can't just marry one. You married all of them. And, and, you know, <laughs> OJ, and yeah, a mess. Um, I just, I don't see where he feels like he's losing his, like, he's pulling all these angels because he feels like he's losing his relevancy. And I'm just like, I would almost believe that is if, because the genius is not there no more. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, the first album after, uh, um, when he, when he said, uh, um, I made that be famous uh, with with Taylor Swift, and I was like, okay, let me hear the rest of the album. And I was like, that this album sucks. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, Kanye, Kanye, you know, uh, 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 flashing lights, Kanye, uh, run this town featuring Kanye, ego Kanye. This is not Kanye. Wait, wait, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> and I, I, I'll get into that, but let me just get into what he had said. Because um, it, it, it's a lot, and this will be the last time I actually, unfor- well, fortunately, talk about Kanye. But um, yeah, it, it's um, it's a mess. One of the things that his two roommates said was George Floyd documentary that Candace Owens put up. One of the things that his two roommates said was they want a tall guy like me. They want a tall guy like me. And the day when he died, he said a prayer for you know eight minutes. He said a prayer for eight minutes. They hit him with the fentanyl. If you look, the the guy's knee wasn't even on his neck like that. When he said, mama, mama is his girlfriend. They said he screamed for his mama. Mama was his girlfriend. It's in the documentary. But something that hit me that fucked me up when I was watching the documentary, and it said they want a tall guy like me, when I looked at that image of him, this tall black dude with the bald head, he reminded me of somebody else. Who do you think he reminded me of? Virgil. He reminded me of Virgil. Okay, so I'm not even going to play that whole clip. I'm just going to break down what y'all heard. So, because <laughs> I'm mad at, look, we already got rid of um, Breakfast Club, you know, the Cereal Club, you know, um, the, the non-cooking club. We got rid of them. We need to get rid of the drunk club. We need to get rid of drink, drink champs. Because I know Alicia Keys was just on there recently. But, like, I I, I love watching these pop. I, I love sniffing out these podcasts because that 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 network needs to go. Because to get rid of these men in podcasts, please. Because they, they ain't saying nothing. 
They not saying nothing. They ain't doing it. All they doing is causing harm. All they doing is getting up there talking about how they don't want to clean the skid marks between their butt cheeks. Like, please, please get away from me with this. My thing is, you get on this mic. You get on this mic. First red flag. You get on here and say that Candace Owens had this documentary and it has said that George Floyd was praying for eight minutes. Eight minutes. So that, that's the first red flag. And, and, and there's many red flags in what you just heard. What pisses me off is that it, it's the constant anti-blackness from Kanye, but it's, the, it's this the... It's the gaslighting for me from Kanye, and, and it's the... Again, I always say this. Black people trying to align themselves with whiteness so bad that you will try to lie and basically spit in our face and say, hey, you, what you saw in 2020, you didn't see it. <laughs> what the girl, what the black girl, I forget, I'm forgetting, I'm blanking on her name right now. But what the black girl actually recorded in 2020, you didn't see. Well, what the, not even just America, but what the world, <laughs> what the world actually walked outside for. What the world actually marched around for Paris, uh, Spain, London, walked outside for screaming their name, George. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm blanking because I'm pissed. George, Ahmad, Brianna. Three, this happened three times. And we marched more than three times, obviously, because this is a constant occurrence that keeps happening. But my thing is, for him to imply that George was not murdered? Like, there was a whole trial over this. Like, like, there was a trial, and then there was an election. And then on top of that, there was another trial that was happening because his, his, his people, y'all, his people, Kanye's people, the coons, his raccoons that be raking to the trash, they just <laughs> were... um. Uh, taking down the Capitol to, uh, on a Tuesday. Like, like, like what, <laughs> what is going on with this man? Like, please. <laughs> like, I just, and to sit up here, because it, it gets deep. To sit up, or not even deep, it, it gets hollow. It gets hot. There's nothing there. there. There's literally nothing there. He sits up here and connects with Candace Owens to buy this app called Parlor. Do y'all even know what that is? I, like, let me just read this. Because I'm going to get on Apple in a second because it just... And, and we all know that capitalism has the capital at some point. But, like, please. Let me go to the website. Okay. Okay, people on uh, Parlor, it says speak free, but well, where is your actual Parlor app? Parlor, excuse me. Okay. Our app uh, facilitates seamless digital and in-room connections. We are real-time feedback on events, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, y'all, 
The parlor app, the the uh the CEO of that app is Candace Owens husband, y'all. <laughs> that's 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 the mic drop, y'all. And I'm just like, th- this man is just this man is stupid. He's not just stupid, he's dangerous. He's dangerous. For him to get on the on this platform, and I'm gonna get on Nora in a second. I'm gonna get on Nora. Because I, I can't stand people who have uh platforms. They sit on there and they just sit back as if they don't own it. As if they don't own, as, as if Kanye didn't just walk through that door, like like as as if. Cause uh, trust me, if I got somebody, oh, first of all, I'm betting anybody who wants to come on my show. I like listen, you, you have to first, you got to turn on a button, you you got to turn you, first, you got you got to come to my house. <laughs> first of all, first of all, that that's number one. But like, it's just it's dangerous when you want just you want clicks. It's dangerous, and it's also dangerous when you as a, this is a black network, drink champs, and also the the implications that like mental illness and also being drunk. First of all, he ain't take no sips yet, so it's just implications of you being mentally ill. Also insinuates anti blackness because it's like please, I've seen a lot of a, a lot of uh, sober men and a lot of sane men say the same stuff. And, and and this is it, it's not you know it's not mathing mathing is it, it's not mathing so you know I just I don't understand and also what I don't understand is why people are trying to make us feel bad for him when he had um, said this hold on let me let me um when you said I hadn't read this book I actually haven't read any book reading is like eating Brussels sprouts for me and talking is like getting the Giorgio Baldi corn ravioli like are you <laughs> so when you hear that <laughs> like I, I heard the rest of the clip and basically he was saying you know oh having conversations is, is better for me because you know you can learn a lot from people and it's just like when you hear people say stuff like that yes I love a conversation too but that also it's very alarming it's very alarming because that means hey if you're just listening to people, if you're just hearing what people tell you, and then you're making that into your own, and, and you're not retaining any information, like, on your own, like, you're not going back home and, like, doing your own research, you can be lied to. <laughs> you can be lied to. You, you can be kidnapped. <laughs> you can you can just be, you know, fooled. <laughs> you, you can be fooled. And then this, this nigga really wanted to be the president. He still wants to be the president, y'all. He still wants to be. He's campaigning for 2024. Campaigning for 2024. And it's just like, I don't understand how people like this who don't read, who don't read, who don't go to the doctors, who, who don't get checkups, who don't know how to cook. Like, please. Like, who don't read? Who don't read? And have the audacity, basically the caucasity, because it's like, wh- where is this black man at? Because it's, it's no longer about his mother. It's no, like, I, I'm going to just, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to be done with it, and I think we might close. I think, I think we might close. I think we might close. I, I, yeah, I think we, I think we might close. Yeah, yeah. Cancel the day for Kanye, because guess what? I ain't signed up for this shit. I don't have to deal with it. Look, I got a schizophrenic brother, a bipolar sister. Now, Kanye ain't no kin to me. So why is the black community collectively trying to be this nigga caregiver? Did I miss the motherfucking meeting? Did we come together and say we need to take care of him? We don't got to do a motherfucking thing, okay? When somebody shows you who the fuck...
what they are, believe them. But I'm tired of y'all keep making excuses for his ass, telling him, well, his mama died. His mama been dead for over a damn decade. Ain't shit in that motherfucking casket but the implants that killed her ass. And speaking of his mama, he just like her. He about to lead to his own motherfucking demise. Just like his doctor told him many motherfucking moves ago, he need to be on his medication. Remember, Kanye mama was advised not to have that damn surgery. But she said, oh, I'm going to do that anyway. I'm going to do that anyway because that's how I am. And now look where she's at. And now I want to direct this to black Twitter and all you influencers. Don't play in my face and clout chase. Talking about Kanye and accountability while simultaneously wearing this motherfucker's sneakers. Now, y'all don't took that phrase, take a step in this man's shoes way too fucking seriously. Because one thing that I do know, and I know mental illness very well, because my brother crazy as cat shit, but he ain't never said no anti-black shit. You cannot help somebody who does not want to help themselves. He has shown time and time again that he does not want any help. He doesn't want it. And he will continue to show anti-black shit, anti-Semitic shit, as long as you allow him a platform to do so, because he loves the camera and the fucking attention. Mute his motherfucking ass. And if I continuously see your ass supporting him, posting him on my timeline, you're getting blocked. You can't. <laughs> That's so period. That's so period. If you would have... <laughs> Oh my god, if you want to follow him, his name is Too Raw Too Real on Twitter. Anyway, um, yeah, that that's on period. Because it's like, think about it. And this is a generational thing. I, I, I don't want to say it's a locally thing. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do too much on Chicago. But like they listen, because I, I know the city. I know the city. I know towns. I know locals. I know I know people from New York. I know people I'm from I'm from the DMV. Okay. I I'm from the DMV. But Chicago <laughs> I don't know what it is, but once they are set in their ways, and, and, and they could be set in their ways early, as early as 30, as early as 30. And so, uh, let me just do a little math. Let me do a little Google search. Let me do a little Googling. Let me see. Let me do a little Googling. Let's see. Mm-hmm. She was 58 when she passed. So, do I... <laughs> I think the case is his rest. Because it's like, I, th I think it's a generational thing. It's like, if that's how his mother is, it was, if that's how his father was, there's a documentary that I, I will not be watching. Um, it, like, <laughs> I, I'm scared for the kids. I'm scared for the kids. I, I remember when I was in one of the Twitter spaces, and then they're like, we're scared. Like, we, don't, we do not have to like the Kardashian family. But what we do not want, what we do not want, and I will say this in the best way that I can, the way Kanye's going, we just do not want that glove to fit. That, that, that's all. That, that's all. That, that, that is all. That is all. And on that note, I will see you guys next Friday. Thank y'all so much for listening to the Thought We Wouldn't Notice but um, it would mean the world to me if you became a member. Become a member for just, you know, $4.99, $10 if you want to get, you know, splurged on black content, premium content, because soon this is going to be a video-based con um, content and podcast. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited, y'all. Like, I'm really excited. And also, go to my website at AaronLamarWalker.com where you can find all of this information, um, my store, merch, my art, my book, everything. 
Um, yeah, so I'm just, I'm so excited. Yes, this is a whole new outro. A whole new outro, y'all. A whole new outro. And I mean, I'm just, I'm really excited, y'all. Like, this podcast was a light throughout this entire year. This, this entire pandemonium pandemic. And I'm just, I'm really excited. So, y'all, just thank you. Thank you for going on this journey with me. 